0: Hello and welcome to Riverside City Podcast. This is the last of our teasers, and this one is a little bit more about world building that I didn't want to really drop on the players mid-session. And I figured if you're interested, you'll listen. If not, you get the gist of what you need to know on the episode. This is more for people who actually want to know a little bit more about the world. Um, I have with me Mike and Rob, uh, players of Weasel and Daemon, respectively. I didn't remember their names properly this time, so good on me. Um, say hello, everybody. How's it going, everyone? So uh, we're gonna, just going to go over a few things uh, about the world that you guys might get might care about or might want to know, just uh, in general. Um, and I'm going to get started right now, I think. So this is a modern day setting, not fantasy. There are things that will that are taken from a fantasy setting because we're using D and D fifth edition. So magic is real uh i i have always been real in my world Well, yeah always but it was kind of lost for a while um capes which are another word for superhero or is this world's world, word for superheroes um here's same thing with cowls uh, and hoods uh cowl's supervillains and hoods are anti-heroes/vigilantes um so but you'll hear someone say i pull out a sword and that is totally normal in this world is it is it like for a cape, it's pretty normal. Same thing for cowls, but its it'd be abnormal for someone in the street to have a sword. It, that's just not something like they'd have. Um, um, so the abbreviation for Riverside City is RSC. You'll hear people say, you know, RSC for life or something like that. Or, uh, you know, RSCA is Riverside City Academy. Those are, you know, big things. Or, you know, RSCPD is R- Riverside City Police Department. They're all things that are going to come up. But uh, so if you hear RSC, it's just Riverside City. We th- the biggest event in recent history happened uh, the the episode. It, well, we talked about it in our episode zero that it will probably never be published uh, unless Mike decides he wants to go at it with, with <laughs> beat the bitch with a stick. It's really not good. <laughs> I might send it to you for fun, Mike, yeah. but I would never ask you to go through that. I I spent. Eight hours on and it still sounded like shit. Um so the surge is an event where all where probably ninety-nine point nine percent of people in the world got superpowers all at once. Um and it happened on the second of September 2025, which our podcast is started in 2025. Near future, but still future. Um tech level is yeah, it's a little more advanced. You'll hear more things like hollow phones and things like that because that's what they've got. They've got hologram projectors. Heck, we have that stuff now. It's just not micro, you know, small enough to use, and it's not super practical. Given five years plus advanced, you know, supers with tech, and you get some more advanced uh, devices. Um, oh, Riverside City is a green city. There's no internal combustion engines unless they're running on hydrogen. Uh, so mostly electric vehicles and uh, hydrogen fuel cell cars as well. Um, so in the surge, 2.5 billion people died. That's a, roughly a third of the world Earth's population. And most of the most of those deaths were in places like China and India that suffer from overpopulation and poverty, the combination, because everyone's trying to take everything from everybody else. Um, the militaries were unable to stop it because their firearms wouldn't work. Uh, after the surge, it seems like gunpowder lost its explosive capability. It can still be used uh, to clean metal because gunpowder can actually be used to strip off uh, rust and uh, patina from metal. Uh, added a little bit of water. Something I learned uh, from Ed Greenwood in the Forgotten Realms series novels series. Um, ironically, in the the suck in uh, Riverside City, which is the poor area. And yet, no, I did not. It is not called The Suck because it sucks to live there. It is called The Suck because I put out a poll to my players at the time when I was creating this on what to call the poor area, and that's what won. Uh, and I am currently glaring at one of those players. Did the thing. Yeah, uh, and yeah. But in, in, in the end, uh, it actually ended up being, you know, not too bad. And as long as we take it as it's not them saying it's sucky to live there. It's just it, it sucks people back in. That's what the, the the joke is there. Um, but because of El Combustion and uh, who is Weasel's grandfather and Weasel, who is played by Mike, they helped the people of the suck look at the surge as an opportunity, not just a detriment, a detriment. And they they not single handedly. There were other capes out there doing the same thing, but they really did help the suck not go crazy like it was going to. So good on them. Um moving forward, uh the FSA is the federal superpowered agency. They're in charge of handling super related crime in the United States. Uh pre-surge, approximately 50% of capes worked directly for them. Twenty-five percent more were worked on an on and off basis or a contractual basis, and the other twenty-five percent of capes were purely private contractors or members of other teams that didn't really mix with the FSA. Uh post surge they don't know what it's going to be like because if everyone's got powers do they just become the new police they don't know i don't think they will uh i think that the police will you know get used to dealing with power people but if it comes to someone who's a true cowl that'll that'll be when the fsa step in uh any comments uh boys you're gonna mention interpol i'm going there okay Alright, um, so after that we have the ISA, which is the International Superpowered Agency. Same thing as the FSA, except for more on an international level. Uh, international supers were, uh, there are much less plentiful than the, than the uh, I'm sorry, international capes and cowls are less plentiful than they are in the States, uh, because probably 80%, 70% of, eh, more like 50% of the ca- of power people in the world before the surge were in the United States. Um, due to powerful p- families moving to the uh, the states over over the years, um, hundreds and hundreds of years, and I'll get onto why that matters in a, in a minute. Um, but the, I, the ISA are in charge of handling super related crimes alongside Interpol for non super cr- related crimes, and they they operate out of the same kind of building. Uh, I don't remember where that base is. I'm going to say it's in Belgium because I want to be in Belgium now. <laughs> um. Major companies that you need to know about are the are Alano Corp, which is uh, mostly green tech and weaponry, They're the largest country in the world. Uh, And if you think of them as Tesla plus Google plus advanced weapon energy weapon development, you're pretty close. (laughs) Um, And if you play Shadowrun, they're very much like the Draco Foundation. They're the traditional good guys. Um. Also, Shadowrun is fun, but the game system can use a use some work. uh but yeah draco foundation for them um another major cor- corporation are clawtech it's a very large competitor to lano corp uh they are a large mostly military contractor uh focusing on the defensive side of things uh, lots of capes uh and some cowls and hoods if they can get a hold of them use clawtech uh suits with the capital s Yeah, you know, that's what they call us like super suits and they're just suits uh, in this world uh slash gear for defensive purposes, there are also in other fields- spe- specifically in nanorobotics, they are the leader um if you wanna if you want armor that, that looks like a wristwatch and then you then you kind of like send energy through it or you touch it and it turns into a full on supersuit you're talking to claw the the people who handle that kind of stuff um and the last person I really want to talk about is uh Professor Tenzi. uh she is the smartest person on the planet documented. Uh she's also she she's been on the public scene since uh she uh, the 40s. Uh she doesn't seem to age because because she looks exactly like she did, you know, 85 years ago. Um and she makes nearly all the suits for capes and suits being the capital S suits again. Um the first one is always free because, you know, congr- thank you for becoming a cape, you know, for serving the serving the community. Um and after that you have to pay her for upgrades and or um, modifications and that can get very expensive. I think the like very expensive. I mean I think the current value of her the suit she gives out for free is like fifteen hundred bucks. Then the next upgrade is twenty thousand. So there's your scaling and that, that is dollars. Uh, um, and rule wise those are the light tactical suits that she gives out. In this world, in this podcast, I'm going to be using gold and dollars interchangeably, pretty much. Every gold is twenty dollars. So we do that for game reasons. We're tracking a lot of this in D and D Beyond, and if we didn't, uh, I don't know how I'd have them track money. Uh, and I, that way, they can just track gold pieces, and that way it makes sense when they try and buy something. Like if they're trying to buy a great sword or like an energy great sword, it's the same price. Just buy a great sword and make sure it's got the stuff you need to make it work. Um, yes. Uh, you said everyone gets one free, so we just need to talk to her to get our like passes, or she just okay. Just you guys... wanted to make sure. Yep, and I actually wanted—I want you guys to do that in one of these episodes—is to go up and meet her, and I get to talk as her because I have a good idea of who she is as a person, uh, due to the book, and I'll talk about that at the end of this. Um. You, yeah, you've met her. I love her. Um, uh, did you meet, did you meet her because of your grandfather or you mean you you know her as a character because you read the book? I brought in that one lady. You're right, you have met her, but you did not you did not go for a fitting. So Right. Um, all right. So, uh after that, uh while I was looking at this list, things I didn't mention, I had it in my head and I lost it. Oh. So, the big deal that I I haven't even talked about in the podcast yet is so all these superpowers aren't just random. Ge- they're all random genetic mutations, but they're all based on a bloodline. Uh, for example, uh, there's a there's a very well-known cape. And uh, her name is Brigid uh, like the uh, not nor uh, Gail. I want to say like, from the Tuatha Danann. the what's it called? I want to say Irish, no, Scott yeah, Irish uh, pantheon uh she has powers of fire and healing and she can fly uh her bloodline is that of a phoenix somewhere in the in in the way forgotten past somehow somehow a phoenix blood got mixed in phoenix either blessed her family or you know became part of her family and that's where her powers come from so she can fly she's got healing really really powerful healing and she can do quite a bit of damage with fire um, other people like uh, the main... El Combustion mated with an explosion? Uh, El Combustion well, it probably came from some sort of powerful mage who focused on uh, energy uh, on explosions years and years and years ago. It, or it could be uh, something I, I haven't come up with that answer. That's up for Mike to decide what his bloodline would be. Uh, and It's I'm just kind of, of funny that if he mated with an explosion. Uh, uh Yeah. Oh, thank you for that, Mike. I forgot to do that. And in yep. okay. Discord, <laughs> um, so yeah, but so all all these powers are from years and years of, I mean, hundreds of thousand, eh, at least fifty thousand years ago, if not farther back of history. Um, no, more like a million years ago, even uh, or a long, long time ago, where all these bloodlines come in and magic was a thing and something happened and it went most of it went away there's always there's always been magic in this world it's just more hidden and people who powered people were much less common because the bloodlines were suppressed most of them at least um until uh the battle between plasmos and thunder which leveled st louis and created uh Riverside city oh also, Riverside City is set in the crater that used to be St. Louis, in case I didn't say that. The uh, Mississippi River runs right through it. Millennium Lake is in the middle with the tension in the middle of that, which is like a super prison. And uh, the, it's actually a straight channel through the city into a, uh, into a river. And out the other side, uh, which is carved out by supers to save the city from flooding. Uh, or the, to save the whole like uh, crater from flooding and becoming a giant lake. Um. Beyond that, uh, not not everyone or very actually, very few people know that that's where the powers come from. Is that it's ancestry based? Uh, the FSA just recently discovered that in the last five years, uh, in in world, and even then, it's very it's very tough to figure out. Uh, no one has come up with a, like a scanner that'll tell you what you're based off of. Um, though I know Professor Tenzi is working on one because. She's my brain. She's one of my brain children. Um, any questions, guys? Before we get ready to wrap up here, or actually, any comments or things that might be helpful for people? I got nothing. What, was I was I pretty thorough? Yes. Anything? Anything? Okay, Rob. As someone who didn't read the book, do you have questions? I've been given enough context through other conversations. Maybe some of it not reported, but one thing to point out because it hasn't been said yet. Care, what does it stand for? I don't know. Uh, it is I know the but the audience doesn't know either. So, well, they're the care organization, and they are based in Riverside City. Um, and their symbol looks like a red circle with two lines through it, kind of like a fan, like a pause button. If the, uh, if the lines went to top and bottom, and uh yeah, they never actually say what their what their what care stands for. Cares. Big. Um. Oh, uh, other things in my in this world that, that you're re- listening to or pre- hopefully reading about. I'd love that um, mythological monsters exist. They're very well hidden. And a lot of them became, well, like I said, they made it with people or became part of the bloodline. So werewolves exist. Vampires, they exist. Uh, there are necromancers. There are uh, both technological and magical. There are they could deal with an undead uh, like an undead horde that is entirely within the realm of what could happen. Do I think it's gonna happen? No, but it's possible uh i you know it's it' all depends on where where things go uh yes, the tarasque could theoretically be there um as I read a message from Mike who's in the chat, he could just ask um but yeah the tira- the could theoretically be around and I don't think he is, or they it is, because it was pretty much a magical creation of some wizards in D&D. But there might be something with the stats of a Terask that's just a person, because that's kind of cool. Um, Beyond that, I think that's all I had to go over with you guys. This has probably been like a 30-minute recording of just lore dump. Uh, if you're still here, I appreciate it. Um, And if you want more a lot more 400 plus pages more you can get that in my book which i'll i'll uh leave in the description it's uh, riverside city keeps and cowls and uh i hope you guys enjoy it if you do read it if not just enjoy the podcast you know it doesn't cost you anything it's just uh hopefully something fun for you guys and you know we all need that in these trying bs times that are uh 2020 slash 2021 um um, these podcasts will be going up weekly at the moment. We may change that schedule later, depending on circumstances, but the plan is currently weekly though. I believe the episode, the, the teasers will be going out. Uh, I think I'm going to set them two days apart, uh, on Buzzsprout. And then the episode one will drop immediately afterwards. Uh, though I might drop them all at once. We'll find it. You'll, you know, you'll, you'll see that if they're all happening on the same day or not. I don't know. Uh, but I'll definitely put up the, uh, the teasers and then or and the world dump episode, the info dump episode, along with the first episode within a week of each other. Uh, and after that, we'll be following a weekly schedule. Uh, I'm tempted to put up a Patreon with some, where I can give, you know, more in depth stuff like that, like a blog posts and things like that. I haven't decided if I'm going to do it or not. Uh, if I don't, I'll end up just uh, creating a random blog and dumping them in the episode description. I'm not there yet, but i'm thinking about it um all right oh I, I have been paul the game master and storyteller for this adventure uh i'm at c u r u n i r four seven one on twitter uh you can follow the podcast itself at r s c pod uh again on twitter um anyone else have anything they want to plug or anything like that i've been uh rob at twitter at r s c pod rob we Joe last Mike I've been Mike, and this is you know I don't exactly have social media at this moment, but hopefully that'll change shortly. Uh, all right, well, everyone have a good night uh stay safe, you know all right good night, bye. everybody, bye, everybody.